Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Flames. Now that Johnny has chosen his destination, I decided to head on over to Locked on Blue Jackets to discuss the absolute pros and the small cons of Johnny's game style and how he might fit, fit in in Columbus versus other teams that were interested in him. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for tuning in to the live last night if you watched it. Um, it is up on our YouTube channel if you're interested to hear Audie and I discuss our instant reactions to John signing in uh, Columbus. But before we do that, I figured just... Uh, Jump into the positives. I joined Jay of Locked On Blue Jackets to discuss, you know, the kind of player that John might be. So if you're a new listener and you're looking for insight on John, this is the episode for you. And let's jump right into it. So we all know who Johnny Goodrow is. We all know who Johnny Hockey is. But I thought, who better to come and tell us? a little bit more about the newest Blue Jacket or potential uh, plural Blue Jackets, depending on how much time we have today, uh, than someone who covers the team. So I've got Jeff Belmosto here of Locked On Calgary Flames to uh, come and tell us a little bit about our newest son. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to just talk about John <laughs> to someone who will listen. <laughs> well, this, I guess let's let's start off with how do you feel about the trade? Not, not the trade, excuse me. How do you feel about the signing? I have mixed emotions. I totally understand why he chose to go to a team in the, in the States. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, oh, there goes the flames window. Shut and locked. It's fine. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is a business. It's a personal decision. These aren't just pawns and video game characters. You, they're, they have lives too. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I've seen, and I, I'm sure you've seen a lot as well, of a lot of fans feel betrayed by by Goodrow choosing to go somewhere else. And I'm like, yeah, but he's, like, the team has basically controlled what he's been able to do for the first 10 years of his career, like you can't, and I, I, admittedly I am biased because he came to my no, team, exactly. but you can't begrudge him for like, hey, I finally have an amount of agency about where I can go and I want to go to Columbus, which. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> which I think going to Columbus makes a lot more sense than going to a team like Philly, Jersey, or even the Islanders. And People are saying he's not that close to home. Have you looked at a map of the United States? <laughs> Do you think that Johnny Gaudreau, the millionaire, is going to be driving eight hours back to Salem, New Jersey? Or is he going to hop on a flight that takes 90 minutes? From yeah, that was Columbus. the thing. They were like, eight hours is not that close. And I'm like, 
he has a bajillion dollars and the Buddha right. have a private jet. Like right. he, he can afford to charter a private jet if he so chooses. It doesn't right. it's so much closer than Calgary and you don't have to deal with customs. You don't have to deal with, you know, there's I was talking with Brett of Locked on Oilers yesterday, and he said, Sometimes I can't even find a direct flight from Edmonton, which is in Alberta, north of Calgary, to Toronto, which is the same country. Yeah. So cry me a river about this. He's not that close to home. Like the absolute worst case scenario is that he has to fly from Columbus Airport to like Newark. Right. And that's like or an hour and a half really, flight. I've done that flight. Yeah, it's like it's not. It's okay. Bad. Right. <laughs> but um, let's let's talk a little bit about Johnny, the oh. hockey player, because he's not a player that I get to watch a lot. Obviously, playing in the Western Conference, and he had a phenomenal season this season. At the point, like, it's weird. I knew he was good, but when they were like, "Yeah, he had 115 points this season," I was like, "Oh, well, yeah." Dang. So tell us a little bit about what we should expect from Johnny Goudreau when he steps on the ice in October. There is so much skill in that quote-unquote undersized body of his that I I swear he just absorbed it from everyone else around him as a child. Uh, He is fantastic. He, He has speed. He's recently become uh, more of a defensive forward as well. Now, I wouldn't put him up there with someone like Patrice Bergeron in terms of being a two-way forward, but there is a defensive element to his game that hadn't been there in years past. And I today in his press conference, he talked about uh, him not overpassing as much anymore and how he wants to work on that. And that's, you know, that's like the one qualm I have with him is just not having the confidence to shoot the puck. So... If you leave Johnny open behind the net, he's going to score. There's no doubt about that. He will find a way to get that puck in the net. Um, I want I want to say that he, he's a clutch player, but I feel like he hasn't had enough time or opportunity to truly uh, earn that title, but he did score the overtime goal in Game 7 against Dallas. So, you know, to me, that's... That's about as clutch as you get. Yeah, he's he's a player that, and I was talking to Gil Martin of um, the Lockdown NHL channel about this, and he could he's one of the three best players that's ever played for Columbus already. You know, like and he hasn't even. This is so exciting. It's a franchise altering decision, and a lot of people I feel like haven't even seen him at his best yet because of the COVID seasons. It's all been super weird. Like a couple of seasons ago, they didn't face each other at all because they had to play Edmonton like 12 times instead of going to the States, you know? So (laughs) I feel like it feels silly to say that he's underrated because I feel like a lot of people know exactly how good he is, but I feel like there's a lot more people out there that are like, and like I saw a lot of, um, I was tweeting about this earlier. I saw a lot of very salty Flames fans being like, "Johnny Gaudreau's gonna be gonna be bad once you take him away from Kachuk and Lindholm." Like, who have Columbus even got to play with him? He's gonna be like, one guy was like, "He's probably gonna be a forty-five point player on Columbus," and I'm like, "My guy, 
he could play by himself and still probably crack the 15. Yeah. Like, and that doesn't, to me, you're just like dogging on his performance and not the players that Columbus has available. Mm. I just, I don't know. I, I don't really actively root for the downfall of, well, I was going to say any NHL player, but that's a lie. Um, <laughs> but no, I just, I think that he's going to thrive in Columbus. I hope he does. I hope that, you know, in a few years from now, he looks back and says, this was the right decision. And I'm sure he will. Like, I just, I don't understand why you wouldn't be excited. I haven't seen any Blue Jackets fans be like, why would they do this? Because yeah, you're the one, the one question mark now is Patrick Line. Um, yeah, but I also like I Yamakalainen's talked a lot about. We want to resign. We still want to resign Patrick Line. That's still there. That's still what their, right. their plan is. And so I have been thinking about putting literally anyone between Patrick Line and Johnny Gaudreau and just kind of watching them go. Like, yeah. That put Boone Jenner between them for all I care. Like that's fine. That, that just feels that feels like it's gonna be. Well, I hope that you're enjoying the episode so far because there is so much more to talk about. And before we get ahead of ourselves here, let me take a minute to talk about our next partner at Athletic Greens. AG1 is a fantastic way to get all of your dietary needs and a great way to start your day with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Since I've started taking AG1, my stomach has been doing a lot better and I no longer find myself really dealing with a lot of my stomach issues that I've had pretty much my entire life. It costs less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than going through the Starbucks drive-thru every morning. And I think it's great that you're, with AG1, you're investing in an all-natural nutritional insurance. And Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a lot of gut health issues and ended up complicating his supplement routine to recover and then it, and it was costing him about $100 a day. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Which is bonkers. 40 goals. His previous high was 99 points, I believe, a few seasons ago. And then he's kind of hovered somewhere around between, I think, 60 and 80 for most of his other seasons. Do you think he can consistently hit that kind of 100-point mark? Do you think this season was not necessarily a fluke, but... Is this season is the season he had this year repeatable, do you think? So I think why it looks like he took such a nosedive is because of the unfortunate pause in the season and then 
last year was the shortened season against um, all the Canadian teams. And quite honestly, I'd never want to do that again. So if we can keep this world healthy, that'd be great. Uh, but I do think that he is somebody who can consistently put up between 90 and 100 plus points. I think that he is entering his prime. You know, that 115 point season is the the launching point for what his future is going to look like. And it's going, it's bright. Like, I don't care what team he went to. He was going to be a difference maker anywhere else. And, you know, like you said, you could put him on the ice by himself and he could could do the hundred point thing. It's just, what gets to me is, I I don't know how the Blue Jackets um, current like coaching system works, but, um, you know, I, he, he did take a little while to adjust to Daryl Sutter's uh, coaching style. But once he did, we saw the true talent and the full potential of Johnny. Yeah, Brad Larson is, uh, well, he's, this is only going to be his second full year coaching uh, as, a, as a head coach. But he's kind of, uh, the Blue Jackets were fun this season. They were not necessarily good all of the time, but they were fun. And I feel like they play a style that Goudreau is really going to flourish in. You know, you talked about he ha- does have that defensive responsibility, which is great because not, all of our, not a lot of our forwards like to do the defense thing. Um, a lot of our defensemen also don't necessarily like to do the defense thing. They uh, <laughs> We just have a bunch of rovers at the back. So it'll be nice to have someone who can play that kind of two-way game. But yeah, and, and I think we talked about this in the live show yesterday of if, Johnny had gone to Philadelphia. Yeah. That could have been an interesting clash between John Tortorella's yeah. preferred style and Johnny Gaudreau's actual style. So uh this feels like this feels like the best situation for for him to be that player, I think. You know, there Absolutely. was when Patrick Liner first came to Columbus. There was a lot of talk of, we need to turn him into a 200-foot player. We need to turn him into a power forward. No, you don't. No. You park him in that face-off dot, and you get the puck to him. Like, you don't need to make him learn how to do defense. And I think right. they've kind of figured that out with Liney. So hopefully, they can do the same with Gaudreau and f- figure out, you know, okay, this kid can just pass the puck all day to Patrick Liney, to Oliver Bjorkstrand, to Cole Sillinger, to literally whoever, yeah. and find success. Exactly. And that's the thing. I, And especially where John is kind of at that point in his career where he's 28, 29 years old. I'm not saying you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but he's been in, he knows what works for him at this point in his career. Sure. You can say, hey, let's like try this and see how it works, but you don't have to force the implementation of something ridiculous that it's just probably going to set you up for failure yeah for sure so he actually in terms of like i want to talk about the contract for a little Mm -hmm. bit because the first i heard was that the blue jacket had made an offer of like seven years at 12 million dollars and i was like whoa 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 yeah no slow down but how do you feel about the contract that he signed 9.8 that feel oh i think it's 9.75 million was the the official aav like is that about right is that a little bit like did yamo manage to get a little bit of a steal there 
I feel like it's right. I'm sorry. There aren't too many 10 million plus players in this league. And I understand why Calgary rolled out the red carpet and figures for him. But, you know, 9.8 feels right. And Flames fans are talking about how he left $15 million on the table and how can that be the right decision for the family? Because it's not all about money. But, but I do like that figure for uh, the salary cap, for, I mean, that's just the number that I would give John regardless. I think that, you know, between 9.5 and 10 is where he's at. And, you know, the $12 million figure, I remember seeing that and being like, oh, oh, we're getting a little overconfident here. Okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this feels like a very free agency thing to be like $12 yeah. million. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been a wild 24 hours for, for Blue Jackets fans. And before we wrap up today's show, let's talk about Built Bar. Y'all know that I love me a good snack and especially one that it has great nutritional value. And Built Bar is now offering you the Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. Yes, from the people who invented the healthy and tasty snack comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the Coconut Brownie Chunk before, and now you're going to try it in a marshmallowy, fluffy goodness treat that tastes like it should be so bad for you, but it is actually very good for you. The Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time, though. So you need to go to built.com right now to make sure you don't miss out as they are going fast and they taste amazing. So everyone's trying to restock on them. All the built bars are made with delicious, uh, 100% covered in chocolate. And the best part about built puffs is, of course, that they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them anywhere on the go because they're good for you and they pack the perfect punch of taste and sweetness all in one. Head on over to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. $10.5 million deal. I don't know. Whatever the case may be, I think that they are going to work on extending him long-term and work on Andrew Mangiapane as well, who is 26 um, and a really young player who is a prime offer sheet candidate. So I just think that those two deals truly are the main priority right now in terms of them wanting to move forward. I don't, they said that they didn't have a plan B for if John walked. And I don't believe that. I don't believe that because I make plan Bs in case my lunch plans fall. Right. You're telling me you don't have a plan B as a general manager of like a multi-billion dollar like corporation. Um, You know, I think that, you know, Nazem Kadri is still out there. Um, I was hoping they would go after someone like Philip Forsberg, but unfortunately, you know, that's good. A deal happened for uh, that extension happened, but I also think that this is a perfect opportunity for them to promote from within and give some of their younger guys a chance at the big league roster. Uh, Adam Rzichka is a fantastic prospect. Uh, 
Pelletier had one of the best seasons in Stockton history. Um, you know, there's a lot that is there and can make the roster better. But it's truly whatever Daryl Sutter wants because he doesn't like playing the young kids. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, I watched a lot of Stockton last season when I was I was covering the Ontario Reign for Field Pass Hockey last season. So I watched a lot of the Stockton Heat games, and I was like, "Man, Calgary has got a sneaky good farm team here." So I think you might be right. Like, and I think there's the thing about always re-signing your big names. I think is that sometimes that creates a little bit of a logjam, and yeah. you know, you're never like, who's going to put Johnny Gaudreau on the second line? you know, to give no some kid a chance. So this could be, you know, your your prospect, I think, could, uh, hopefully there's one of them, one or two of them that can go out there and like, be like, I'm going to take this opportunity and give it everything, everything I have. I've seen a lot of, I feel like Flames fans have either, have gone down two very distinct emotional paths here and it's, Goudreau sucked, we don't need him anyway. And this team will fall apart without Goudreau. And there seems to be like no... <laughs> No in-between. But I feel like the Flames are definitely a weaker team without Goodrow. Yeah. But I also feel like people are expecting... It, it, it feels almost as if they're, like, they've taken Conor McDavid away from the Oilers. You know? Like, you've still got Leon Dreisaitl on the Oilers. You've still right. got Matthew Kachuk on right. the Flames. Who is? I mean, he scored 40 goals this season, right? Like, he's yeah. Phenomenal you still have Elias player. Lindholm, too, who put up 42 goals or something. Yeah. Like, there's still talent there. It's not something you can replace, obviously, but there's a way to work around it. There's other solutions, and this isn't a video game. <laughs> it's not. And I feel like so many people are just stuck in this negative loop of, well, he didn't go home. He didn't go home. Okay, he did yeah. not betray you. He went you. where he wanted to go. Please right. Drop it. And, like, there's just no reason to harp on this incessantly. Like, he's gone. There's nothing you can do about it. And, yeah, he kind of let things wait until the 11th hour. But what are you going to do? You can't, like, force him to change his mind. The contract's signed now. So That's exactly how UFAs work. Like, it's weird being on the other side of this. Because obviously Blue Jackets fans got to see this firsthand a couple of years ago when Bobrovsky and Artemi Panarin and Matt Duchesne all walked to free agency. Yeah. You know, like it sucks. And you do, I do feel for Flames fans because it sucks when players that you love and good players decide to walk away. But at the end of the day, I will always support a player's right to go and play where he wants. You know, it's like people get people get really upset when players request trades or when they don't want to resign. And I'm like, they, the team controls where they go until they're like what twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. If they start playing at the age of eighteen in the big leagues, that's seven years of their NHL career where they have had basically mm-hmm. no no agency in what they get to do or where they get to play. You know, and so. Yeah. Yeah, again, I'm biased because he ended up on my team. But like, if he if he'd ended up on New Jersey, or if he'd ended up on Philadelphia, or if he'd ended up on the Islanders, I would have been like, yeah, fine. He's given this team enough. He's given this team several years of his 
right at this point he's allowed to play where he wants so and he doesn't owe anyone in calgary anything that's like someone so his sister quote tweeted um the flames like tribute like goodbye johnny video and people were in her replies like saying all these things and it's just like number one this is his sister she doesn't have anything to do with this number two it's not again not going to change his mind number three he's doesn't owe you an explanation of why yeah he which i i get i i again because we've been through this i do understand this feeling of betrayal like i was bad as hell when Borowski walked away when panarin walked away because i was like they liked it here we just right. won our first playoff series ever with these guys and now they're gonna walk away for a bigger yeah. payday like fine i guess and i remember being really mad about it but like at the end of the day that's how it's that's a business how this league works in in a salary cap world like yeah. he's allowed to do what he wants he's allowed to go where he wants so if, if the league didn't want that then it wouldn't be designed like this but uh i could i could rant forever about the problems that with the fan base versus like player agency that feels mm -hmm. like a whole other a whole other we could episode. do a whole episode um, on that but I will, uh, I will finish by saying that we will look after Johnny Gaudreau. He is our new child, and we will look after him for you. Um, if people want to kind of keep up with the Flames, maybe uh, check in with how Johnny Gaudreau's old team is doing. Where can they find you and your show? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Um, I host Locked On Flames, so you can find it wherever you get your Blue Jackets Locked on Blue Jackets podcast, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, Odyssey, Apple, you name it. Uh, we're there. And I really think that the city of Columbus is going to come to love Johnny, his wife, Meredith, Guy, and Jane, his parents are just, they're fantastic people. And um, Uncle Jim is active on Twitter. He... <laughs> is just an icon in himself. Um, absolutely adore him. So just treat the whole good girl package uh, with love. We, we can, we can certainly do that. Uh, yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to get together again before the first Blue Jackets Flames game. And we could yes. uh, do some predictions and have some, some fun with it. But uh, yeah. thanks for, thank you for coming to tell us all about Johnny hockey for, uh, for all of the um, Blue Jackets listeners out there. I'm so happy I got to talk about it in a positive framing and someone who wants to hear it positively framed. But thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. You are extremely welcome. <laughs>